Cells of Faith, Holali Kongudaro. In January 2014, God instructed my heart on the balance between operating system interface of networking and computers to compare with it. He commanded me to write a book as he revealed some eternal truth to help the faith work of believers. The abbreviation operating system interface is used intermittently for the word operating system interface. So OSI is used for the word operating system interface. Throughout this book, we'll be using the word OSI, which means the operating uh, system interface of computer as relating to faith. The operating system coordinates the activity that a user intends to carry out and keeps acting once they have not tampered with the principle guiding its operation until they achieve the desired result. Unlike what we have seen these days where believers are trying to turn the tables around and become the user using God, the initial plan was not so. Ephesians chapter number 2 verse 10 says, We are God workmanship, thoroughly furnished unto good work. So a believer represents the system of God on earth. The operating system installed in him enables him to function and coordinate his Christian journey. Faith is one of the most important subjects in Christian journey today. It is impossible to talk about the Christian life and not talk about faith. In Ephesians 2, 7-18 says that in the ages to come, he might show you, show you the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, not out of yourself, it is the gift of God. Ephesians 2, 8 clarifies that the message of salvation becomes effective in a man like through the response of faith in the book of john jesus said if you do not believe you are condemned already and the primary reason why people won't make it to heaven is just because of their unbelief the faith work is the operating system of every believer and therefore the bible says anything done out of faith is a sin and in an illegal action abacup 2 4 says behold a soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. The just shall live by faith. We need to know it, note a few words here. The just and his faith. This shows that living only occurs to a righteous man by faith. The Christian life is powered on by faith and the extent to which he can keep on expressing his Christian nature is determined by how loaded he is on his faith work. When a Christian refuses to walk by faith and chooses the pathway that is not of faith, he cannot fully express himself. It is only a matter of time before a searchlight gets shut down. You can imagine using diesel for a gasoline-powered car. It is only a matter of time before the car shuts down. Now, the word just here shows that faith is not just for every people. It is for a particular set of people to live by faith. And it is only a requirement for the just people. And the word is here is to show you the kind of faith that we have a personal kind of faith or a communal kind of faith every christian is expected to have a personal kind of faith which they use to communicate their god and which can be expressed in their life philemon 1 6 says that the communication of thy faith may be made effectual by acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in christ jesus your faith communication help you to acknowledge every good thing in you, just as every computer or electronic gadget adds to an individual operating system so every believer has embedded in them the operating system of faith. However, when we talk about communal faith, 
we refer to the unity of faith and the same spirit of faith. So those are the two categories of faith expressly discussed in the Bible or in the scriptures. The personal kind of faith that a believer personally has and a communal kind of faith which when we refer to the unity of faith and the same spirit of faith. Now, the communal kind of faith is like having a hub or a central server in an organization. And it stands the data center where everyone gets no internet, share files within and outside an organization. The major element to operate in a communal kind of faith category is also the personal faith of everybody that is in that community. So the personal faith of believers is important for us to experience what we call communal faith. To fully understand the operating system interface of faith, we are going to discuss the seven application models of the OSI. And the seven OSI model is divided into seven, is referred to and is called application of faith, session of faith, presentation of faith, transport, network, data, and physical. So these are all um, the um, application of faith we are going to discuss in this book. Chapter one application of it. One of the greatest things about operating system is that you can use them to run several applications. For instance, um, you're running an app on games, dictionary, an LTAP, social media apps, and a lot more. This is also the same for the model of it. Faith can be used in running several applications in our life. We use it daily in our lives to trust God as believers for every situation of our lives, to surrender to his lordship, having him always at the center of all things reaching out to everything and making sure everything is open before him and nothing is eaten from him even though god sees it all so we use our faith to run several applications you are believing god for something in your finances believing god for something in your marriage you're believing god for something in your career you use faith also to run several applications the same way with a phone or a computer uses the os to run several applications as we have come to experience it we realize that God rules in the affair of men is not a cliché but an established truth. God is interested in every area of our life. As much as you just don't want to get us saved, he's also interested in going through the journey of life with us. Searching through the scriptures, we have seen a God that is interested in all spheres of life, governance, education, economics, military, health, and a lot more. In fact, the truth of it is that this book is also a revelation of a side of God which shows that God is aware of information technology. Capacity and upgrade. The application model will not be fully grasped if we cannot explain the concept of capacity and upgrade. Every operating system has a capacity which determines the number of applications that it can run. Romans 12 3. For I say, through the grace given to me, to every man among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But think soberly, a God has dealt with everyone according to the measure of faith. So Romans 12, 13 talks about the measure of faith. God deals with everybody according to the measure of faith. So hence, faith is quantifiable. It is measurable. The Hebrew word for measure is called metron, which means a particular portion or a determined extent has been given to a particular individual. However, the Christian faith is supposed to be upgraded so that the operating system can function very well to its best capacity. Operating system often slows down when a lot of applications are being run on it and they don't have the capacity to run all the applications. In the same vein, having too much of application is one of the reasons Christians really get the results that they desire. 
or oftentimes it slows them down and it causes them to be faint enough and cannot wait even on that desire in which they want to actualize. Just like a focus search is better than an apazard one, a focus prayer is better than a general wish. However, there's a concept that is made for every believer in relating to an increase in the capacity of the operating system. In order for us to be able to look at this, um, for an application for our operating system of faith or our faith to be able to run our application seamlessly, it is important for us to look not just at our current capacity but to also look at how can we um, increase our capacity. However, we know that the number of applications that a device can run is limited to the initial capability of you know of a system or faith as the case may be. Now let's look at how the Christian faith can be given more capacity. Romans 10 17 make us realize that faith comes by hearing. So the operating system of faith is embedded as a default operating system into a believer by the hearing of faith. The hearing of God's word is what gives us, you know, brings us into that 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 deploys that operating system into the heart of a believer. Say, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him who they do not know? And how shall they believe of him who they have not heard of? And how shall they preach except they are sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring the glad good tidings. Okay, so it is important for people to understand that believers get the operating system of faith into their life by hearing God's word. That means that if by hearing God's word you get faith into your life as a believer, it also shows the fact that you can increase your faith by also hearing more of God's word. So, in the same way in which faith came into you, in the same way by hearing more of it is going to develop the capacity of faith that is in you. And the good part is the fact that in our age today, there are a lot of channels and portals in which you can access God's word more through hearing. We have different Bible teaching tapes around, even good music communicates to your existing capacity of faith and helps you increase your capacity of faith. So let's say you have a computer that has a two, gig- two gigabyte, uh, two gigabyte RAM. You know, it's running on the two gigabyte RAM. And then you wish to make it a three gigabyte more RAM. What are you going to do? You will definitely take a one gigabyte RAM and add it to that two gigabyte RAM. And then now you have a three gigabyte RAM, and then you can run more application. So exactly the same way, hearing of more of God's word or adding God's word more into your spirit as a believer increase your capacity for faith. And once the word comes, the the, the what we have learned from Romans is the fact that you confess the word. And then you believe the word so you believe and then you confess as the word comes then your capacity of faith begins to grow another way in which as a believer you can grow your capacity of faith is what we have in jude 20. he said but ye beloved building up yourself on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost so in order for you to be able to increase your faith or build more capacity as a believer your prayer life is also very important it helps to enlarge your mind. It, it, you know, prayer stacks more realms of faith to your default you know, operating system. It increases your capacity and help you to be able to run more applications. So, the more you pray in the spirit, the more you are building capacity as a believer. Okay? 
Another key thing to talk about under the application of faith is what we call callings. So oftentimes people tend to run several applications on themselves, copying other people or trying to model their callings or their purpose after other people. This is also wrong and can shut down your operating system as a believer or it's not going to allow you to see the results you want as a believer because you are copying somebody and you're not staying after your calling. It is important for us to know that the ability that God has given to you is the one that is required for you to run your calling. So, the ability that God has given to you is the required one for you to run your calling. And when I mean your calling, I'm not just talking about five-fold ministry. So, whether it be you're in government, you're in education, you're in economics, you're in health, you're in technology. God has given you the ability and it is required for you to be able to stay on your calling and use that ability that God has given to you. Now, nevertheless, God created a system of growth so you can increase, you know, you can increase your ability like we discussed, you know, um, previously, right? So, uh, but it is very important for us to understand that um, before God, before we were even formed, like Jeremiah said, Jeremiah said, before I was formed my mother's belly, the new day, you know, before I come from my mother's womb, you sanctify me and you ordained me. So God said to Jeremiah, I know you, I formed you, I kept some things in you because of what I have ordained you to be. And that is also the same for every believer. So God put some innate capabilities in the life of a believer in order for a believer to be able to express and be able to fulfill their God's given calling, you know. And that makes us see that God has, you know, it's important for us to understand that God has placed them capabilities you know into every believer in order for us to be able to function so it is critical for you not to get distracted or to get fearful about what you are called to do and not get into a point where you don't value the innate giftings and the abilities that god has given to you so for instance when you pick up a samsung phone and the maker tells you that the operating system is embedded in samsung phone everything changes because you know the condition and how the phone will function. So if you are purchasing a, 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 a mobile device, by looking at the manual or by looking at the um, what's it called now the manual yes of the phone, you know what the phone can do and you know what the phone can do. So it helps you to be able to operate the phone from uh, uh, from from an optimum perspective to function optimally. So believers also ought to do the same. So by praying to God, by reading God's word, by paying close attention to yourself, you should be able to know. That this is what I have the ability to be able to do. Now, God created the system of growth, then you can grow as well. But it's very important for you to understand the fact that if you are not growing at least baseline, understand the fact that oh, I have the ability of God in me to be able to do what God has created me to do. So if you are probably doing what somebody else is being called to do and you're not getting results, you need to check that. Okay, so it is very, very important for us to understand it. So don't base don't respond based on what you do. Respond to situation based on the trust that God has released his ability in you. Okay? Now, let's talk about apps. Since we are talking about um, um, application of faith in this chapter. Now, quite often as believers, the reason why we also don't load up correctly or don't see um, the result that we, ha- that we want to see is because we shift our focus from the principle and knowledge that guides the ability to be able to run, you know, app correctly. So, for instance, um, uh, uh, 
somebody says they are trying to load an application on, or, or, or on a business or career you know for instance you're trying to start a new business you're trying to venture into a new career now there are principles that guides what you are doing there now in daniel 9 to 3 daniel said i daniel understood by books so we understand that even daniel who is part of the you know all of the faith in hebrews 11 you know um says that hi daniel understood by book so daniel says i understood the principles the knowledge and the rules that guide what i wanted to do so if you're trying to venture into something new you know business or career it is important for you to have that understanding of the fact that if this thing is going to work by faith i have to have knowledge about it like a very good understand by books what is written what has been communicated in that way okay you need to get that knowledge in that particular area you want to delve into, you know, is very, very important. You know, one, one of my favorite preachers, Pastor Podri, who is a of Covenant Christian Center in Nigeria, once shared that uh, uh, he told his ushers in his church to go and, you know, browse the internet on the best ushers in the world, study them, put at work the principles that they are applying, you know, in order for them to be able to um, operate in that their office, you know, excellently. And I have seen them. And it, it is key for people to understand that so that people study people and they put it into work in their life especially when they are delving into a particular role or they are trying to carry out a particular upgrade in a particular thing acquire the right knowledge if you are going to operate by faith knowledge is important and Daniel a member of the all of faith listed in the Hebrews said I Daniel understood by books so when you see people that are doing you know they are getting you know interesting results you know massive result it is important for you to understand either in their career ministry or whatever it is that they are doing it is important for you to understand the fact that they probably studied some things and they are putting those things into work that is why they are getting the result that they, that they have seen you know? i have been opportunity to see you know the libraries of some successful people and it is quite amazing Okay? And the beautiful thing, in fact, that knowledge is not just available for a particular set of people. That's another key thing. Knowledge is widespread in our generation. So knowledge is not just for a particular set of people. You can get it. You can acquire that knowledge you need. You can go for that knowledge you need. There are books, there are blogs, there are podcasts, even on real estate, you know, on marketing, on sales. There are a lot of devices. There are a lot of um, information and resources that are available to us right now. A lot of even excellent online free training platforms you want to learn it you want to, there are a lot of all these platforms okay where you can go and gain the knowledge you need in some areas so that once you have gotten that knowledge you can bring it into your life begin to put into application and you see your faith load beautifully swiftly and seamlessly now, another thing that is key for us to discuss is what we call endless genealogies so when christians are not getting the result that they desire by faith or faith is not loading correctly sometimes because you have filled your application you know if you are running if you are if, if you're using a mobile phone right there's sometimes you know your phone will tell you you have a lot of junks or you have a lot of wrong application that are competing for the right application so that is also this is applicable in our christian faith in our christian work so when we refer to apps here i'm not talking in terms of um, uh, apps like strife or division because that's what people will probably think about oh i'm fighting somebody or i'm in strife with somebody but those are key things also you know, but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about endless genealogies you know a lot of christians have gotten themselves trapped in some endless genealogies that manifest itself in some form of argument inconclusive discussions you know arguments inconclusive discussions 
And the, the truth is that some of us were even, you know, these conversations have been going on, you know, even before some of us were giving battery. And I said, continuing it. And you load yourself with those kind of apps so much. And you don't, it, it, it chokes the real app that you want to run or the real result you're looking for. It doesn't allow you to get the result that you want. Okay. For instance, a discussion around, oh, should a woman wear trousers or not wear trousers, right, has been going on for a very long time, right? Now, Timothy, first Timothy 1 4 and you know, second Timothy 2 16 says something. He said, Neither give heed to false fables, endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than ungodly edifying, which is in faith. So, what they do is that they're always making you to question your faith, question your faith, but they don't edify. So you need to be careful of those kind of applications. Oh, okay. In 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 Second Timothy two six, he said, he said, what should you do? He said, shun profane and vain babblings, which for which they will increase into more ungodliness. Right. So it is important for believers to ask themselves, these conversations I'm engaging myself in, does he have an answer in the end, or are they just endless genealogies? Okay. Some people. They even, even don't even pay attention to themselves in order for them to be able to know the key things that they're supposed to be able to do. Okay, so it is very important for you as a believer to ensure that you go and acquire the knowledge that you need to acquire in order for you to be able to get the result that you need to be able to get. Right, so that is also very key. Now, one beautiful thing I also want to talk about, you know, in apps, you know, as we're talking about um, apps also, is the fact that you need to understand that as a believer, you need to sharpen your knowledge. I've spoken about that. I've spoken about Daniel, right? Uh, one of my role models said something that the fact that you're a believer does not give you the right to suspend your brain. You need to maximize your brain, you know, um, to, to, to its capacity, to optimum capacity. You know, there's a joke that I heard several years ago that says, um, when believers get to heaven, they will see a lot of people with fresh brains. So somebody asked that, where do you think brains will be fresh most? You know, and they said there will be a lot of fresh brains in heaven because people didn't use their brain. You know, and the fact that you are a Christian or a spiritual man does not give you the right to be able to suspend your brain. Okay, that is very, very important. You know, Second um, Timothy 2, 15 says, says, study to show yourself approved as a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so it is very important that you must study you must give yourself to a, a school of knowledge you must give yourself to a to a study of works and a study of patterns a studying of things you know you should know outright breathtaking proposals okay if you don't know how to seek mentorship you know attend those prospective aptitude questions before you go for that interview don't just pray and don't have the time to be able to sit down and be able to study before you go for that interview okay it's very very important okay and uh, another thing that i was going to talk about is the fact that so before we round up endless genealogies now i also like a place in first thessalonians that says 521 i said test all things hold fast to that which is good so it is important for you to understand the fact that as a believer test all things hold on to that which is good that's what it so concerning when you see that oh these are taking my time these are endless genealogies because you need to clean up your os you need to clean up your os as a believer you need to get because when you are operating your phone and it says you have a lot of junk apps what do you do you pick those junk apps you delete them right the same way you also do for your christian work and also for your faith you need to 
clear up those things that take up those spaces that don't allow you to see the result that you desire or to actualize the result that you want to get so it's very important so clear it up and get it out of the way so that your your your, your faith can run those requests and you can see the results so there's a first there's another five twenty one test all things hold fast to that which is good that which edifies you is what you're supposed to hold on to okay um and another thing i would like to talk about before i round off um chapter one is the fact that new things so people are sometimes made to think that the newness of things require you know a new operating system okay um and that's a major mistake our believers also make right so you always when you want to achieve new things you think that you always need a new operating system no you see your OS is what you still need. Your operating system, you know, of faith is what we, we still need in order for us to be able to um, run what we need, right? So, you are desired, you know, um, to face every challenge you are facing. Now, um, scripture says that God is not allowing God to allow us to be tempted beyond what we cannot get. And even if it happens that there's a huge temptation that it feels like it's so much of a huge burden, it said God has provided a means of what? Of escape, right? It is important for us to understand, and that is what the children of Israelites miss in the scriptures where they get to a certain point, they feel like, oh, this God can't take us away from here. So they start to murmur, they start to say a lot of things, and you know, and they start to do a lot of things. Okay. So it is important for us to understand as believers that God has given you the capacity, you know, to be able to run that new thing or that thing that appears as though it's a new thing. You have that capacity to be able to run it. Okay, you are being designed so because the pursuit of a new thing or the pursuit of a new operating system kicks you out of the work of faith. So, one thing you need to do as a believer is the fact that if you are facing a new challenge, or you are you are you are facing a new issue, or you are going through something, what you should do is start internalizing, start internalizing, start looking at the days when you didn't have no money, God came through for you. Start internalizing like the day when you are not feeling fine, or you know you prayed and God healed you. Start internalizing about and start as you as you continue to reflect on those moments. What will begin to happen is the fact that the new things, the new things that you are expecting, will begin to, your the, the operating system will start attracting those new things, and you start seeing the results that you want. Okay, because faith doesn't want you to be afraid. Faith doesn't want you to be unsettled, right? So imagine you are running a system and your system where it's just making noise. You are unsettled. Faith doesn't operate that way. Faith wants you to be settled so that in quietness and assurance, you know, you can receive the promises of God. In quietness and assurance, you know, you can receive the effects, you know, set the effect of righteousness, you know, it's quietness and assurance forever. You understand? So that is very, very um, important. Okay, um, chapter two, sessions of faith. So session of faith refers to the period, you know, when you launch the application. So we discussed application of faith in chapter one. So the session of faith refers to the period when you launch the application of faith and the time it begins to show you the intended result. So for, and this happens, you know, for us as believers, right? So you pick up, you pick up, you're believing God for something. It might happen very fast. It might take some time before it happens, right? So. And one key thing I want you to notice here is the fact that because people often abort um, this spirit or this this particular topic, right? If you pick up your mobile phone, you load the app, and the app is still loading, and you close the app, are you going to see the app load? No, no way, because you have closed the app. Okay, so it is very important that you don't abort it. So that's very important, and that's why Scripture talks about patience. It said when we allow patience to work, said we we'll have everything we need, we will be complete. That's in the book of James, and we will lack nothing. 
right? So people ask, what is patient? So patient is waiting with the right attitude. So patient is not just like, oh, I'm waiting because God says I should wait. It's because you are waiting and the posture of your heart is also with the right attitude, right? Now, one key thing that we also need to understand is the fact that now, who determines decisions of answers? Who determines decisions of answers is determined by God. Okay? The Bible says God makes all things beautiful in a season. That's in Ecclesiastes 3. Okay? So we need to believe the truth, the fact that God makes all things work together for our good. You know, God doesn't just exist in our in our past or in our present, He's also already in the future. So when God brings you the result of that you desire, make believe something, understand something that all things are working together for your good, right? So, Peter inquired of Jesus to walk on the water. He commanded him to come. And the moment Peter was coming, so just to make further emphasis about closing the application. So, the moment he said, Peter, can I walk on water? Jesus says, come. And he started walking in water. Right? And the moment he closed the application, what happened? He began to sink. So, why was the fact that he was already walking and the moment he just decided to give himself to the other um, environment or the happenings in the environment, what happened? The application was closed and the moment the application was closed no result again so it's very important for us to understand that so that is in matthew 14 28 to 31 okay so it's very very important that we uh, we don't allow our environment to communicate to us or to disturb us because the moment they start disturbing you you want to close the app and you won't get the result that you want so let's talk about patient right so patient is one of the fruit of the spirit and believer is expected to work on it and to ensure that it guides every moment of our life Patience isn't just waiting, but waiting with the right attitude. In fact, some other fruit of the Spirit are the result or, 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 or stems from a walk or a living in patience, right? He said in James 1, 3, 4, he said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works out patience. And when your patience is perfect, he said, you'll be complete and you want nothing. Okay? So that's very important. So patience patient patient is in the session of it this is the stage where patient will operate okay we can have desired results no no but i want if we're staying patient okay if i it's important for you to understand the fact that the makest man in the bible had a momentary period of anger and that made you know that just that just aborted you know god's plan for him to enter into the promised land so it's very very important for you to understand don't allow that momentary period of anger to stop into the patience that you have been building all along right now as i've said it is god that determines how long you know it's going to take you know in order for you to be able to see the application that you have clicked or that you are loading with your feet to be able to get the answer to it okay but also there are a few things that you can pay attention to like we discussed in chapter one capacity upgrade right those things are also very very important so that by the time you are in your patient season you are not you are not by the time you are not, your patient season, you are not you are not getting palpitated you are not your heart is not becoming faith right and saying that god is the one that ultimately determines you know, when our session of faith to close the result that we did that does not mean that god is slack second peter 3 it says god is not slack concerning the promises right the honest truth fact that God really wants to grant you the desires of your heart. And that's what you must understand as a believer. God really wants to grant you the desires of your heart. However, God doesn't want us to be pressured by time or to feel that you are losing out of time. Okay? He has made all things beautiful in his what? In his season. 
In fact, one place I love a lot in Ecclesiastes 3, it says, God has set eternity in the heart of men. And what it means when he says God has set eternity in the heart of men is the fact that he wants us to consider things from an eternal perspective. So, everything that you are requesting from God, everything you are believing God for as a Christian, let faith, have, let faith work out patience. Let it bring forth a fruit of patience. Okay? Stop considering, oh, it is happening for this person. It is not happening for me. When is it going to happen? It is going to happen for you. You are a child of God. God is not withholding everything good from you. The scripture says, if he didn't withhold Jesus from us, said, how much more shall he give us all things free? And that's everything. Okay? It's very, very important. Because you, you, you wonder, for instance, now, okay, I mean, Abraham, Abraham was believing God for, for, for a child, right? Even though Abraham went ahead, he jumped out of faith to go and have another son. That was not a child of promise. So, I would rather receive something from God that aligns with God's will for my life than jump out of my way to go and get something for myself that doesn't align with God because that might be a thorn in the flesh or that might be a serious struggle for myself. Very important. So, what are the things to avoid during this period of faith? Because, you know, everybody's like, oh, now you're talking about faith. What are the things that is expected of me to avoid? So, three things. Number one, avoid corruption. So, when you are in that scene of faith, Ensure you don't allow things to corrupt the truth or the word of God. Is that so? You know, because a lot of things are communicating to us in our generation. Okay, um, it's very, very important. A lot of things you on the media, things are communicating to you. You on, you know, people will even communicate to you. So, ensure that you do not allow the word of God inside of you to get corrupted. Okay, so you must protect, you know, preserve the things that will lead to result that we see. Okay, Proverbs 4 23 says, Keep and guard your heart with all diligence. Okay. Guard it because out of it flows the issues of life. So, the word here is 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 is, is called natsar, and what natsar means is the fact that you guide with all fidelity. Like it's like an army that is guarding something. You you guard it like you are protecting it jealously. Okay, so that wrong system, wrong perspectives is not going to corrupt your heart. So it is important for you as believers to understand that your heart is very important. How do we strings out the issues of life? Okay. So in fact, your heart is the production center of your life. Okay. Most of the parables that Jesus Christ said in the scriptures about the word of God that he means so he, he, he placed so much of emphasis on the soil, which is the heart, and says that if there is no results, it is because of the state of the heart. So it is very important for you to don't allow corruption get into your heart such that you miss out of what God is trying to do for you. Okay, that is very, very important. Because see, there's a tight relationship between your heart and the operating system of faith. There's, there's a tight relationship between your heart and the operating system of faith. Okay, it's like look at that. Okay, let, let, let me let's use this analogy. Let's think about the uh, the, the art like the motherboard. Can the system operate without the motherboard? No. If the motherboard is faulty, okay, there's no way. No matter how good, you know, I've studied scriptures, you've prayed in the Holy Ghost, you've done all the things you've spoken about in chapter 1. If the environment, the motherboard is terrible, you're not going to get the results. So, please ensure you don't allow corrupt applications to get into your faith. Avoid antiviruses. Uh, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? Avoid viruses, sorry to say. Avoid viruses that want to encrypt into your heart. 
viruses, wrong perspective, wrong opinions that won't allow you to stay in your session of it. Okay. The second thing, ensure after avoiding corruption, ensure that you are powered up. Okay. Ensure that you are powered up. You know, as a believer in this session of your faith, don't just say, "Well, I'm, I'm believing God and I don't stay powered on again." How do you stay powered? You can continue praying, continue declaring. Okay. You are not declaring for repetition. Don't get it wrong. God, God doesn't have an ear that can hear you. God hears you. The reason why you are declaring is such for you to be able to stay powered on. For you to be able to stay powered on. Uh, in John 10, then, Scripture says, The devil come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus Christ said, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Okay? And it's good for us to understand that the life here is not talk about the fact that um, common life, right? Because the devil might have killed, you know, an individual and the person can still be living. You understand? It's talking about the spiritual life. The life that governs and, and empowers. So what this place is trying to say is the fact that there's a particular kind of life that can be off. There's a particular kind of life that can be turned off. But you will still be existing. Okay, so, so so somebody somebody said something one time. He said, "How do you feel comfortable?" You know, I think it was in a pastors and leaders conference. That how do you feel comfortable waking up in the middle of the night to charge your phones, but you can't wake up in the middle of the night to spend time praying? I mean, because this is really where your power comes from. This is how you get yourself powered. So you need to you know begin to develop this habit. You know, you cannot afford to run your life on a loop. You know powered battery imagine you know your your phone is low imagine you're running out skater because you know that you are loading something and if your phone goes off you can't see what you're loading you can't see the results so if you are not careful as a believer when you're believing god for something if if you just if you allow yourself to get shut down or shut out you will not even see what you are believing god for so ensure you stay powered okay ensure you stay powered now for instance and you know god really wants to charge you up God wants to charge up the Zoe, that life of God in you that the devil wanted to come and kill and steal and destroy. God really wants to charge it up. We see what happened to Elijah. There was a time Elijah was actually weak, you know? And he said he learned to the wilderness, you know, for 40 days and 40 nights. He fasted and prayed and he was prepared. Elijah also had to go and eat, you know, because Johnny was far. Our Lord Jesus Christ had to stay 40 days, 40 nights fasting and praying in order for him to be able to get powered on. So that it can see the result that he wanted to load the application of salvation. Okay, so it was just, it was just, it was just important for him at that point, you know, for him to stay, you know, in that place of wilderness. And the Bible says he returned in the power of the Spirit from the wilderness. So meaning that he got himself charged. The Bible says he returned by the power of the Spirit from the wilderness. Okay, so these are cases of people who, who charge themselves up, and you know what? They they, they load their arm. They achieved their purpose. They did what God wanted them to do. Okay? Scriptures make us realize that when the disciples prayed together in Acts 4 33, they said they were, they were they, when they charged the Bible said they were filled with boldness. They had courage. Okay? And it's very, very important, you know, um, as somebody in the science STEM related field, I understand the fact that you see, so if we stay, if we say prayer is a voltage, is a surge, you're connecting to the power of God. Voltage alone does not provide power. 
there's need for what current voltage and current is going to be equal to power so it is important that as you are praying study god's word because the voltage alone is not in, not important you need to multiply with the current to be able to translate it into power so a christian needs to take power done by staying on the world and also ensuring that they are staying in the place of what of prayers the third thing to do i've said the first one avoid corruption the second thing to ensure you are powered on the third thing to avoid doubt avoid doubt this is one of the fundamental things that threatens the christian faith during the session of faith doubt threatens it's 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 put in a place where you don't know either to trust god anymore or to not that's different between doubt you know and unbelief unbelief means that mm, I, I don't trust doubt makes you feel like should i trust god or should i not trust god okay but lukewarmness is not permitted in the kingdom so you have to decide are you for god or you are not for god okay in, in james 1 you know, 6 to 7 say for it that wavereth, he said is like a sea driven by the wind towards fro he said let's not that kind of person think you can receive anything from god so if you are wavering you are not balanced you can't receive anything from god that's what james 1 6 to 7 says so you are wavering you are like the sea he said let not such man think that he can receive anything from the kingdom of god in the kingdom of god one line of faith must connect to another line of faith and what happens is the fact that when you are in doubt it creates an atmosphere for impatience and when you are impatient you can't wait for the promise of god and you are bought the, the plans you are bought it to jump out of it like mm, i'll just go and get the result i need to get Okay, that is it is very important to ensure that you avoid doubt. Okay, Habakkuk 2 1 3. He said, I will stand upon my watch, patience. He said, I will, and set me upon it. I will watch to see what he who has said to me. What I shall answer when I am reproved. And Lord answer and said to me, Write the vision. Make it plain upon the tables that he may run that rigid. He said, For the vision is for an appointed time, but yet it shall speak. He said, Though it may tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. Okay? Don't let the devil get you into making decisions where you know easy, you know, easy decisions, you know, when you get into a place where you're impatient. Stay, stay, let patience, you know, but when faith, let faith work it out patient, and when faith has worked out patient, patient will do its own work. And when faith patience is complete, you will have everything you need and you will lack nothing. Chapter 3 Presentation of Faith. Every time faith is applied to a particular situation, it must be properly presented. Faith has its situation to respond to, and is that its circumstances. So, faith has some specific situation that it responds to. Faith has a particular area or a particular geography it cannot pray. Okay, the Christian life. Is supposed to be lived in an atmosphere of grace atmosphere. What I mean by grace atmosphere is by an atmosphere of grace. Therefore, grace is the circumstances, circumference, or the environment in which faith can be applied. So anything that the outside what grace covers, or what grace seeks, or what grace seeks I can do, or what grace says I exist for, faith cannot be applied outside it. So, when faith is applied outside the territory of the sphere of grace, because grace means the fact grace is, you know, grace is from God. Grace means not your own works, but of the dealings, of the capabilities of God. So, when faith is applied outside the sphere of grace, it becomes works. That means you turn into a works territory. And when you are in a work territory, 
It is open to human abilities, open to the devil, is open to the devil, demons is open to them. Okay? Look, the part of the example is you know, Abraham and Hagar. Abraham you know, went into Hagar, she had a child. And I'm thinking in my I know, did Abraham ever think that God honored his faith when he went into Hagar? No. Abraham stepped out of Grismosphere, he stepped into works and then tried to get results outside Grismosphere. Romans 11 6 said, If it is by grace, then it is no longer by works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer of grace. Otherwise, works is no longer works. So, this helps you to be able to make a decision between an action that is carried out in an atmosphere of grace or in the, you know, or that of works. And in order for you to be able to access grace, you need to use faith. In other words, for faith to produce meaningful results, it must be closely evaluated and appropriated in the right environment. This is also very important for our internal composition because it's going to help our faith to respond to the result that we desire. So let's look at a few you know, parts in the scriptures. An example is a, is, is, is a centurion man. I mentioned to Jesus that said, oh, he has a servant that was, you know, that was, that was in Matthew. I said he had somebody that was sick and that Jesus Christ should come, you know, um, um, and heal him. He said he had somebody that is sick on Israel. Okay? And he told Jesus Christ that, hey, if, if you talk to, if you speak, I understand authority. And if this other thing is subject to your authority, you don't need to come. It's going to happen. This, my servant will be healed. And you know, Jesus Christ said a statement afterward. He said, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. It is quite amazing. He recognized that this man presented a such kind of faith that had no limits or boundaries to sing, to sing what he desires come to pass. So he exemplified a kind of faith that communicates no barrier in manifestation. So one key thing that we need to understand for here is the fact that this man presented a kind of faith to Jesus that says, "This is I understand the fact that faith does not have barriers. Faith does not mean that you have to be physically there. Faith does not mean that you have to be in that room. Faith does not mean that that yes has to be given to you or that approval has to be given to you because you are physically there. Faith says because you believe it can reach out to those spaces. Faith says because you believe it can acquire but it can get you the kind of results that you need. So, how you present your faith matters a lot. Let's, 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 let's come back to our mobile phone, right? Okay? So, let's say you wanted to transfer a file, you know, um, we used to use infrared, we used to use Bluetooth, and some people have this Zender app, there's AirDrop or iPhone, you know, a lot of ways in which you can transfer a file, right? Now, when the person wants to transfer a vibe via a Bluetooth, a Bluetooth link is established. Okay? So, and what happened is the fact that it, it asks the other device, do you want to accept? Do you want to accept? And that, that is really the key thing about presentation of it. So, it presents, then you accept. So, when you are transferring your file from airdrop to airdrop, you click an approval, you grant a permission for that file to be exchanged, and that's how it happens. So, it is very, very important for us to understand the fact that, you know, 
And people present different kind of faith. Gideon, for instance, the scriptures presented the kind of faith and he asked God for a physical evidence. He asked God for evidence that says, Oh, you know, God, if, if you know you want to send me to go and fight this battle, show me this, show me this. And God showed him. So it is very important for, that we understand this, okay? So so that so that we can understand the fact that, you know, because Christmosphere is very important. And also another thing we also learn about Christmosphere is that Christmosphere does not respond to age. How long? How long has this person been sick? How long has this situation been? How far this situation be? Grace doesn't grace, grace doesn't question background. Grace is the ability of God. So it is very very important, you know, because there was a, there was a child that was down there was you no know, was sick and you no know, that was blind from bad from John nine, and disciples were trying to ask, oh, maybe something happened in his family, maybe somebody did wrong, and Jesus Christ said, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Grace does not question background. So it's very, very important to understand. So different people present different kind of faith. So, and the presentation of your faith matters a lot. Remember that woman, woman, the scriptures that, you know, when Jesus says, um, even the, 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 the food that was particular for a particular set of people can be transferred to this kind of people. Because he saw a particular kind of faith. Okay, so let's look at key things that can help you when you are presenting your faith. Okay, the first thing is persistency. Okay, very important, very important. Scripture says um, in Matthew 15, 22 to 28, he was talking about a woman from Canaan that came out and says, I was crying, oh son of David, my, my daughter is, you know, grievously vexed with the devil. And Jesus said to him, he said, I'm not sent to you, I'm sent only to the Lordship of Israel. And you know, the woman kept on, you know, and Jesus Christ said, this is another demonstration of faith. This woman was demonstrating her faith with persistency. And Jesus said, Okay, you know what? Let's let's close this gap between who I came for or who were the people that deserved it and people that appeared at those they are not deserved it. Now, you understand the fact that Jesus Christ has not yet died, and so it's not the Lord for all. When Jesus Christ died, he created a space for this kind of people to be grafted in, to be part of the promise. Scripture says, we that were once alien from the promises of God has now become, you know, partakers of the promise. Okay? What Jesus said, you know what? This woman has demonstrated her faith. And that was how, that was sorted for the woman. So persistency is one of the key ways to express our faith to God. Okay? We also see some parables, you know, remember the story of that persistent widow in the scriptures in Luke 18? The one that kept on persistent, persistent, kept on asking. She said, but asking. She passed in the place of an inquiry. And she just, I was sharing the parable and he said, even if the judge was a wicked person, then you are after point, you have to let him go. Look at also what Jacob did. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. He said, I will not let you go. So persistence is a key tool. Is a key tool in order for us to be able to experience the things that we desire that God does for us. So in Jude 1 3 says, Beloved, when I give diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write to you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once given unto you. So Paul, Paul was telling Timothy that to contend for the faith. So 
you need to earnestly contend. You need to be persistent. The moment you give up, it means that you are close to the operation of it and no longer fortunate. So we need to be persistent in the place of our praise, in the place of our confession, demonstrating an unrelenting and unwavering faith for what we are believing for. Don't give up. Okay? Because when you give up, you 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 cut short the expectation of a desired result. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your job or your career. Don't give up on your life. The plan of the enemy is to get you to a place where you can give up. So you need to get to a point as a child of God where you say, I won't give up on myself. In this situation or in this life, as far as God has not given up on me. And that is how you stay afloat in the storms of life. Okay, it's very, very important. There's a story I love a lot, I mean, and it's very long, you know, um, in, about the story of the Libras, you know. There was supposed to be a war, and, you know, people were hearing noise, you know, everybody was scared, you know, people didn't want to, you know, people didn't know what was happening. That was in Second Kings, you know, 7, 3, to 10, you know, they were fighting for all, you know, people were scared, you know, people didn't want to go. And Scripture says there were some Libras. They had the reason to give up, but they were like, you know, what, what, what point is this if we give up? Of what point is if we are bought what God can do? Of what point is if, if you are if if you say, oh God, I don't want to trust you no more. Of what point is it if you have journeyed this far? You know, remember what Galatians, you know, says Paul says in Galatians, he said, how do you want to, you know, complete this work that you have started in play? How do you want to perfect it in flesh when you now flesh says you are afraid? Be afraid. Be fearful. They will kill you. They will murder you. You don't deserve it. You are the weakest. You don't have the connection. You don't have the network. You don't have the resources. But you know, these lepers, they said, we are not going to give up. And you know what happened? When these lepers began to approach the kind of enemy, you know what happened? The Bible said, God compounded the foot of lepers. He said, and the foot of these lepers was sounding like that of a mighty army. So, because they decided not to give up, they were, they were persistent. They were persistent. So, as they begin to, you know, go for that, people that couldn't walk, you, you, you imagine. The Bible said they, 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 were, they, were, they were sounding like that of a mighty hand. Okay? You have to learn how to be able to persist. David ran towards Goliath. And, you know, in that moment, the whole of heaven has to rise up. Uh, you know, this guy can lose. This guy proclaimed our name. He has proclaimed his faith. He has proclaimed his trust in God. And he's taking a huge step towards that thing. And he's bringing it down. So, what are the giant steps that you need to take in your career path, you know, in your businesses? I want, I, want, I want us to stop right now and make just make this confession, you know. Um, thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you are doing in me right now. I may not be where I want to be, but thank you, Lord, I am not where I used to be. I see the glory that is about to be revealed with me, in me. Yes, Lord, I see it, and I submit myself to the process. Therefore, I am making bold steps in my faith walk. I am stepping out in faith. Even though the environment might not be fair enough, I am stepping out. I am making those progress. I am making those calls. I am going to those places. I am doing those presentations. I am sending those proposals. In Jesus' name. Alright. Spoken about persistence. Let's talk about next. Next is building steadfastly. Choosing a particular gaze. Choosing a particular focus. Very important. Very important. The Bible was talking about the time when you know Paul was preaching in Acts 14. The Bible said, People were steadfastly building and they were looking at him. So another way is steadfastly build. Now, what does it mean to build? Because people have now 
What does it mean to build? You need to consistently be or start imagining the picture because one thing God wants to do is to create a picture of your image in your head. Okay? And so it's very, very important to consider that, you know, God, God, God is involved in the area of your life. God wants to be in every area of your life. Okay? But don't lose the image of what God has promised you and where God says he's taking you to. So he told Abraham that as far as your eyes can see, so steadfastly be ordered. Steadfastly be ordered. Now say, looking unto Jesus. Now, Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of faith, said, who for the joy that was set before him. So Jesus Christ was looking at the cross and he was steadfastly beholding. And because of that, he could go through everything to go through, and he saw and he conquered and he was able to load the app of salvation he wanted to load and deploy it into everybody in the world. So, it is important for you as a believer to you know, steady your focus. Steady your focus. Steady your focus. Okay, steady your focus. Steady your focus. Let your eyes be full of one focus and believe in God. And believe in God. And that should be your focus. And I'll just talk about some other, you know, few things that I think are important. Worship. In that moment, you present your faith by worshiping. So another way you present your when and want to present your faith, you present it by worship. You worship what you believe. You worship what you know is going to come to pass, right? So you, you go up with it, okay? You go up with it. So because we can we can talk about a message of faith cannot be complete without drawing reference from Abraham. One of the greatest ways Abraham presents his worship was he worshiped God. The Bible said even even <laughs> even he believed that God was able to raise you know the child from the dead in the figure in which he received him. So you need to. What are you worshiping? Because you are presenting, you are consistently showing that I believe in this God by what I am worshiping. Another key thing to do of presenting your faith is confession. Confession. One line of faith must connect to another line of faith in order for you to be able to establish a journey and a track record of it. So if you want to establish a track of faith, confess. So that when you look back, you see your confession. When you look ahead, you see your confession and you daily live in it. Okay. Our tongue is a very powerful tool. We're still going to talk about that later. But it's important for you to keep your confession. Keep your confession. Keep your confession of faith. And the last thing I want to, one key thing I also want to talk about is also the sphere of grace. Okay? I know, I know I've already started talking about that, but I just want to just, you know, when I talk about grace most fair, you need to understand that faith cannot be as applied outside the sphere of grace. Okay? So people have I've seen conversations around people that says is it is is it can can the scripture of faith be used to destroy people? That's not that's not that's not in God's word. When you see Christianity that is that they're using to destroy people, that's not in God's word. That is idolatry. Okay, the grace of God's word is that all men might be what might be saved. Okay, so it is very very important for us to understand that you know. Um, Grace must be grace, faith must be applied in an atmosphere or in a sphere of grace, and we need to understand for that in a work that is not of you know of God of God's faith, you know. This is like somebody that says they want to probably go and you need to understand if you want to do it by faith, do it by faith. If you don't want to do it by faith, don't do it by faith. Okay. For instance, now somebody that is not married and says that oh age is not on their side, and because of that, they want to go and do an IVF. So I'll be chapped. Now somebody saying God is too slow. Oh, God is not going to give me this thing. I've been praying. God is not going to give me this, but we know that God is not slack concerning his promises. 
And one key thing we need to do also, because now that you have presented your faith, and that question is the fact that what are you supposed to do? So the message of faith cannot be balanced without considering the aspect of work that you need to do as a believer. We are not supposed to Christianize a lot of activities in the name of faith and end up not getting results because we have been religious. Some believers don't do anything after believing. Some of them say, you don't study, you don't do an adequate preparation for your presentations at work, you don't sharpen up your skills in order for you to deliver quality service at what you do. You know, when people pray for financial breakthrough, God doesn't drop money from heaven. He blesses the works in the hands of people. So, rather than being religious, also put attention on your work too. Be the best at what you do. Because it's very, very important to understand. After you have presented your faith, you have to also prevent it, present your work too. Because in James 2, it says, show me somebody with faith. And also show me somebody with faith and works. So he's saying that there are two things you are also supposed to present when you are presenting your faith. Okay? Show me somebody with faith only. And so as well, I'll show you somebody with their faith and with their work. So as you are presenting your faith, you're presenting your diligence, your faithfulness, your commitment to what you do. That is also very important. Chapter 4. Transport of faith. Transport of faith is a system that has been established to move something from one place to another. The operating system layer of faith also has, you know, a system where we can transport our faith till it gets to the destination and produce the result that we desire. Okay? Now, the session of faith is quite important because it shows that we have a temporary session before movement begins. So, let's look at an instance, somebody wants to play music. You know on the phone you click on the media app of your device right once the operating system picks up the instruction it uses that transport mechanism to reach every area that it needs to reach in order for the media app to be able to function so the session basically deals with how long it will take for information to get to those areas now the session talks about how long the transport layer talks about what carries these instructions because now you want to carry out an instruction what carries these instructions to those areas to be able to bring forth what you desire we will consider the heart and the mouth as the vehicles that are used for the transportation of faith they are the model for the transportation of faith and they need to function together coherently in order for there to be movement the non-cooperation of these two Heart and mouth can render the process of faith inactive. In Romans 10 9 10, he said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Lord Jesus, said thou and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So let's talk about the heart. The heart can be regarded as a storage tank of an individual. It is the place where movement commences. So the heart is like the storage tank of an enemy. It has stored in it for lubricants. You know, when you're driving a car, you have a place where you store your fuel, lubricant, everything that your vehicle needs in order for you to be able to operate. 
But one key thing is very important. If your car is going to be able to do what you expect to do or you want to drive your car around, it must have the right fuel combustion, the right fuel mix. Some people call it mix, right fuel. So the right words must be combusted in your heart before movement can begin. You see, Proverbs 12.25 said, Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes glad. So if a good word is mixed in your heart, then there's progress. But when it when wrong words, you know, inappropriate conversations are in your heart, it causes anxiety. And he said anxiety causes what? Depression. It, it causes drowsy. You are drowsy, there's no motion, you're just there. But when a good word is spoken, and a right word that mixes appropriately in your heart, it begins to produce the results you want to see. The second vehicle that we're going to talk about is the mouth. That whatsoever you believe, then you say. To believe without saying is to say, yeah, I, I have a gasoline in my car, but I'm refusing to start this car. So it is very important for you to say, okay, now that you have gasoline in my heart, this is the storage tank of the individual. It's a fatal grind. It's where the world is being shown. The next thing I need to speak, because if I believe, I will speak. And you know what? The mouth has been connect has been has been discovered. Research has shown that the mouth is actually connected to every part of the body. So every time an individual speaks, it activates all the systems of the body. It just it activates it. So when people don't speak, or when people don't declare things, it's because their heart is empty. So it's like saying that if you don't drive or you can't go for long, it's like saying that how much of fuel do you have stored in your car? So in order for faith to be transported, the mouth and the heart must be connected. Isaiah 29, 13 says, Wherefore the Lord said, Then as much as these people draw with me with their mouth, and with their lips they do honor me, but they have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is out by the precept of men. So in Isaiah 29, 13, we see that the mouth is not in conjunction with the heart, and there is no motion, and God is not pleased with that. In Matthew 15, they always talk about the fact that they draw near me with their, their mouth, and their arm, but their heart is far from me. So it is important for us to realize that the journey of faith starts from the heart, not from the mouth. The heart is where you know the flow, everything you know is initiated, but you need the mouth in order for motion to start. Without transport to be able to start, you need the heart. So when the word of the heart, when the word of God, which is in our heart, and residing in our most from our mouth, motion start. Motion start. So you are you are ensuring that your heart, which is so the storage tank is loaded and is releasing words from the mouth. Okay, so let's look at this in front of it like a like a like a computer, right? So when when the power button is being switched on, what happens? All the other parts, you know, the fan processor, everything goes into action. And and that's so like saying that once you trigger, you know, the words from your mouth, you know. What happened is that first you have already connected, you have already plugged the computer or you know into power. You know, let's let's say a computer because it was dead before you plug it into power. Plug now is like you're plugging it into your mouth. You meant to turn it on, like you're turning your mouth on. What happens is that every other part begins to come into motion. Motion, transportation begins. Okay? So now let's let's talk about the portals of the earth. So um, I mean, so it's important for us to look at the portals of the earth, right? Um so the art is very pertinent because now we're talking about the fact that it's a storage tank of an individual. It's very expedient for us to consider how it can be accessed and you know for us to be able to understand that what do I store, the right mix. Because I've said that if you don't mix the right words, you don't anxiety the art of a man causes depression, but how good is the word that is spoken induces it? 
So we we able to establish the fact that you know we need to have the right towards you know planting in our hearts. You know Matthew thirteen you know fourteen to twenty three you know speaks you know a lot about this, right? So um, it's very very important for us to look at it. You know there are a lot of parables that Jesus Christ spoke about that talks about having a good word in your heart. It's very very important. He says. He says when anyone hears the word of God, you know. And doesn't do it, you know. There are different people. They hear the word of God. They don't do it. But before we even talk about, let's talk about um, when the word of God is being shown in our heart. The Bible says that different people, the world falls into the roadside. Some people say it falls on the stony ground. It falls on different ways. You understand what I'm trying to say? Some people say it falls among the. The scripture says it falls among the thorns. Fall out different places. And he says, but when it falls into a good heart, into a good soil, it produces food. He said it produces some 160 and some 30. So, what are the portals of your heart? Because it's important for us to understand the portals of your heart. How, how, how do we access this heart? How do we get the right mix into these uh, two things? The portals of your heart are just basically two. The ears and the hair. Your hair, E-A-R, and your eyes. E Y E S. Those are the two ways in which so eyes and ears are the two ways in which you access your heart. Okay, so it's important for you to understand that. So, so I won't keep the fact that if you say you can access it through that, so that means that you can close and open it for your benefit. So I can close my eyes, I can close my ears for the benefit of my heart. Okay, so Matthew thirteen fifteen, Jesus said. For these people, hearts are is wax cross. Their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have been closed, lest they should see with their eyes, or hear with their eyes, or should not understand. So, he describes the heart as, as a waxed cross. So, for two reasons, say, their ears were dull of hearing, their eyes can be also closed. See, so he's talking about waxed cross. Waxed cross is a, is a bad mixture. Jesus Christ says, This is what a bad mixture. There's a bad thing that is mixing in your heart because. Their ears can are closed, their eyes are also shut out, so they have a bad mixture in your heart. Okay, so hearing is a concept that is established by God to grant an opening into the heart of men. The word of God is only sown into our heart when we hear. Okay, so not just because you know words are being authored, and this is the mistake between majority of people make. So somebody speaking does not necessarily mean that you are hearing you have to take conscious efforts to bring that word into your heart to say i hear it let it settle in your heart that's when you hear so because i mean people are saying a lot so and you have the right to choose what you are what you don't hear so it's a conscious hearing is a conscious effort it's not just because you are in a particular environment hearing is a conscious effort i mean I'm, I mean, I'm not talking about natural hair. I'm talking about a hearing that settles something is in your heart or in your spirit is a conscious effort. Another key thing that opens into the heart of man is sin. Sin is also is an important gateway into the heart. It, it opens up the heart. It's a, it reveals the correct content of the heart and it also adds more into the heart. So we, we see of different scenarios in the scripture, right? So we all know the story of Amnon and Tama, you know. In 2 Samuel 13, 1 to 14, you know how, you know, Amnon saw somebody that, you know, he, he fell in love with, fell in love with his stepsister. And, you know, they kept on allowing this thing to grow in his heart, growing his heart, growing his heart, growing that. You know? He allowed lust for his stepsister into his heart. So his eyes was the first thing. He said he saw the girl and then his, his, his eyes communicated with her and he started nursing. Now, 
we'll still discuss that but let's that the second analogy in the scripture is eve eve said this, she saw this fruit you know and this this fruit is lovely you know and then before you knew it and you know the two passages of scripture are proof to how the eyes is being used to communicate to the earth and propel an action so the the eyes was what saw it that it communicated into the earth then it propels an action so for instance the knot of attraction for tama is found in a light-skinned nature and this appealed to the senses the high senses of the body you know it appealed to, to amna the same can be said with eve as well she saw the food she started looking at it and she started you know and in both situations if they are disciplined their eyes the intent of the heart would have been corrupted so if you don't discipline your eyes the intent of your heart is corrupted So the moment you allow what you see and get sown in your heart, it will begin to so it's just natural and is it a good or bad? So what you are exposing your eyes to, what will happen is the fact that you expose your eyes to something, your heart will start devising the schemes. Don't forget, it's like the storage tank. It's, it will start sending fuel to where it's supposed to send fuel to. It will start distributing the fuel. It will start distributing what you have in your heart already in order for you to be able to actualize it. So it will start bringing people around you. It will start giving you counselors. It will start giving you guides. It will start giving you friendship. It will start giving you a lot of people. Because your eyes have been exposed to something and your heart wants to actualize it. So let's discuss the protocols of transport. There are two protocols of transport. Connection protocol and connectionless protocol. So. What it means is the fact that when we talk about connection protocol, it requires the exchange of message before movement can begin. So, for instance, when Jesus or Lord Jesus Christ, when he's about to bring people to the journey of faith, he uses a connection protocol. Isn't that astonishing? You know, you will see a person that is sick. You know, even though Jesus has the power to heal, he will say, ask that person if they are willing to make all. So, he's, he's trying to establish a connection protocol that the fact that I have the power to heal does not just mean I'm going to heal. There has to be a, 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 a sort of connection protocol that is established in order for them to be able to get him. Okay, Bible says the eyes of the Lord are moving to and fro on the surface of the earth, and what God is just waiting for is who is going to establish that connection. Let somebody establish that connection protocol, and when the person establishes that connection, results starts kicking in. Okay. And, and, and that's just because a closed mouth is a closed destiny. So Jesus said, I have the power to be you, but you need to open your mouth and ask for what you want. He said, he said it's in Mark 11, 23, too, you know. He said, very Mark 11, 23, he says, Very well, I say unto you, he said, Whosoever shall see unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast it into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. He said, But shall believe those things which he said, he said, with his faith shall come to pass. He said, He shall say, Have whatever he said, therefore I say unto you. Whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive that you shall have them. So I want you to just take a break. Look at look at, look at the situations around you. Have you been establishing con- a connection protocol? You have just been, you know, believing that things are going to take its shape. Then the next connect protocol is the connectionless protocol. So in, in, in this kind of situation, you know, we need to look at it like this, this this protocol does not require the exchange of messages, you know, for there to be you know, for faith to be kicked into action. For instance, now Paul saw a woman, he perceived that the woman, you know, had a level of faith for her to be healed, you know, before anything is kicked in. 
okay so it is important for us to understand the fact that you know connectionless protocol is also very very important so it's like connectionless protocol like you have a spiritual sin it can it can nearly be perceived around you that this person has a certain dimension of faith for a particular healing that they are believing for so it's like the person is around you but you can see that this person really has this it's like they can smell it around you there's there's a, there's a perfume of faith there's there's there's, there's an aura of faith that's around that person because that person is believing god for something so that is connectionless protocol and sometimes you know that happens people receive results from that Chapter 5 The Network of Faith. The network of faith is used to determine the path in which our faith's quest will take. So now we are transporting of it. You need to know what, what, what path is this faith going to take? What path is it going to take? We need to know that God really wants us to enjoy the best. So, all these concepts are not to make things complex for us this concept just to help you understand where exactly is my faith work that thing that you are believing god for is for you to understand and look for it and by listening to this audiobook you can find the the missing link and begin to work on the missing link okay so in order for us to be able to discuss network you know of, of faith you know because network adds some data you know and we'll discuss data in the next chapter but it's good for us to understand some key things addressing and internet so what does addressing mean so for those in it that probably listen to this book already understand what i, what I mean when you when you are trying to send you know something from something or receive something from addressing is critical okay one of the major things that we can keep things in mind when we are talking about networking of faith is addressing before a faith quest can begin, it must be properly addressed. Every challenge or situation in life one faces must be given a code and a unique address. Now, where do you find this code you need that is in God's word? The word God is full of addresses that, that are used for a specific situation we face as God's children. Jesus, when he was tempted by the devil in Matthew 4, 4 he gave address for, 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 for almost all the situations. You know, he spoke about Deuteronomy 8.3. You as a believer, you're supposed to find address, address, ad- addressing your situation, not from any other place from, from God's word. Address your situation from God's word as a child of God. Yes, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't take encouragement or opinions from people, but every encouragement and opinion you take from people must also align with God's word. And you see, when you talk about address, it is unique, it is specific. Because if you don't have an address, then you don't have a particular destination you are going. You understand what I'm trying to say? So, for instance, Daniel understood this, you know, the Bible said he positioned himself in a particular way and he started, you know, sending up his prayer, sending up his request. Okay, there's a place in Revelations 8, 3 to 5 that says, Then another angel came and stood, and having a golden censer, there was given unto him inside that he should offer it with the prayers of saints, you know, upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the hand. And the angel took the incense or the censer and casted it, you know, on fire and casted it onto the hearth. And there were voices and trodies and you know and aspects. So these places people prayed, their prayers went on to the Lord like an incense. Now answer is coming. The answer is being poured back, it's casted upon the earth. 
Now, this is a very powerful scripture, you know, because you look at it like, what exactly does this really mean? Why are we talking about a prayer that is going up like an incense and a prayer that is coming down like an incense? So, when you pray to God, you send a prayer with an address, okay, that you have found in God's word. And however, the response to this prayer also comes in an amazing way. So, the angels are casting your responses into the surface of the earth. So, they are casting separate responses on the surface of the earth. So, your ability to be able to receive your response back is the same address that you have sent. It's coming back in that same address. You have established a network link that you are using to send and you are using to, re- to receive. And this is why our prayer needs address so that I can send and establish a link and I can use it to receive back. So, because when you have a pro- appropriate address, you know how to stay, you know where to stay, you know what to do, you know, you know how to prepare for the manifestation of what you are inquiring from the Lord. Okay, so you know how to stay, you know how to prepare because you now, now, now you have sent a particular prayer with a particular address. It helps you, it helps you be able to change. Because, for instance, you're believing God for something, you start changing your location, start changing where you are going to, start changing where you are talking to, because what? You need to position yourself for the addressing that you are used to have starting, so that when that thing comes back, you can recognize it. Okay, now let's talk about internet. So the network of faith also needs internet, just like regular ways, you know, we have internet, you know, to stay connected, okay? But the beautiful part of the fact that God's server never shuts down, you know? It's not like the Facebook, you know, downtime that we had recently for almost four hours. God's servers never shut up. Neither is it bounded by geography or by location. The psalmist said, even if I go to the deepest part of the earth, he said, I will find God there. You know, he said this in Psalms 139. He said, where can you go that you can hide away from God? So, now, we need, we need to ask a couple of questions because now the question is about if God's server doesn't go down. Like, are we connecting to God? Are we connecting to God's server? Are we connecting to God's server? Are we switching on our own Wi-Fi? Okay, and I'm going to view this internet connection in three ways. The garden of believers as an hotspot, mentors as an hotspot, and you as an hotspot. Okay, the garden of believers as an hotspot. So we understand what hotspot means, right? So you use hotspot to some people, somebody turn up their, their hotspot, use it to connect into a particular place. You turn up your own hotspot and say somebody else connects you, right? And then, you know, something like that. So, because nowadays, internet, right? And we need to understand that. Okay? Now, one, the first thing we want to talk about is the Garden of Believers and hotspot. So, the Garden of Believers is very important and relevant today. It is a Garden of Faith that, of content, of faith contenders. And should not be seen as something as old or old-fashioned like oh you know like people say that i'm a christian but i don't need to be an unbeliever that is not true that is not godly that's not scriptural okay christianity is not a call to isolation god places a high value on fellowships relationships community and gathering of saints and this is very true if you through the scriptures you will see you know even if you say a church has a particular floor, there is still another church that probably no has the floor that you were seeing somewhere. You can't say across all areas, all the churches there have a floor. Okay? Because one beautiful way to look at this fact that when you have a product, right, and you say, oh, this product is fake. Now, nobody starts a product from a fake. Everybody starts a product from an original, right? So go for the original. Don't let the enemy get to a point where you get isolated. Okay? 
because she summoned it out of Zion, the Lord shall bless Zion is a place where you know it's like Zion, the garden of believers. Okay, in Psalm 103, you know, 133, one of the shortest chapters in the you know, uh, in the Bible also says something that was very important. It said, How good is when brethren dwell together and unity? It's like the precious ointment. From the air of Aaron, said, it flows from his beard, said, down to the sky, said, he said, in this, and, and as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, he said, from there the Lord commanded blessings forevermore. So it's very important for us to understand that God pronounced blessings forevermore. So it is important for you as a believer to understand the fact that God wants you to be in the garden of believers. Because when you're in the garden of believers, faith is exchanged. Faith is exchanged. Don't neglect the assembly of brethren. Hebrews 10.25 is important. It's very important for you to stay, stay needed, stay, stay connected with the brethren, stay connected with the body of Christ. And you know one beautiful thing about it? When we come to when a, when a Wi-Fi or an hotspot is being operating, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your color of your skin. It doesn't matter whether you are Latin, you are Hispanic, you are African, you are white, you are red. It doesn't matter because a Wi-Fi does not care about if you are using T-Mobile, AT&T, MTN, Glow, or whatever it is, or Vodafone or something. It doesn't care. A Wi-Fi, a Wi-Fi is open for all. The moment you have access, you have faith as a believer, you can connect. And one key thing is when you are going to connect, connect with expectations. Expectation plays a major role. Because expect, what expectation does for you is the fact that it brings you closer in fellowship with that hotspot. So think of it this way. If somebody switch on their hotspot for you and they move far away from you, what happens? The strength of, your, of, your, of how you can access or begin to request, begin to re- begin to become you no know, less effective because you are journey away from that person. The same thing with it. What expect, expect, expectation closes the gap? It bridges the gap. It brings you closer. You know, there were certain places where Jesus Christ got to that he couldn't perform a miracle because Jesus Christ was the was the hot spot of miracles. It, it was the hope. It was the hope that could perform those miracles. But he said, these people they didn't even have faith. They didn't even believe. They, they, they had low expectations, and because of that, there was this that they couldn't access. They couldn't access. They couldn't access. And, and we see people that you know, had high expectations. The man and the beautiful getting that through. He says, see how God have said, what are the name of Jesus Christ? You have said, rise up. So it doesn't matter whether you are short, whether you are tall. It doesn't matter. Hot spot don't respond to these things. Okay? And somebody is wondering, you know, how many <laughs> because somebody is wondering, oh, if, if if you begin to talk about us, but you know, the truth is the fact that as a believer, oh my god, if you know how many spirits a believer, how many, how many, how many, how many individuals can access it, just only one believer spirit, just only one. When you, when you study what we call legions, over six thousand. There's there's over six thousand people that can have access, just only one person. So imagine you're in a you know, in a group of believers where everybody's bringing yes. Everybody's bringing yes. Everybody's bringing that. Massive. Yeah. So it's very important for us to know. Please ensure you come with expectation. Proximity is very, very important. Because it's not just being 
around. So because another thing is fact that now you are in the garden of believers, you know, proximity. I'm not talking about physical proximity, I'm talking about the state of your heart, the expectation you are coming with when you come to that place where there is hot spot. Very important. Another key thing I want to talk about is your mentors are also your hot spots. Yeah. Your mentors are your hot spots. You know what? There's this thing we do in, in some African countries where somebody has a bundle of data and they can share that bundle of data with somebody else. Okay, so, so they can bring you in. Somebody has a large amount of data and they can share it with you and you can also partake of it. So your mentors are your hotspots. For example, they say, Oh, we sing Elijah and the spirit of Elijah is upon Elijah. So what like? Elijah has sent some bundles. He has transferred some data, some browsing bundles. He has transferred it to, to Elijah. And this is the same concept of how um, we got into the fold. One person died and they raised every one of us back. And because of that, we have eternal life. Okay? Well, I mean, and this book is not so much about mentorship because somebody says, oh, does that mean that everybody I get to... People don't just share data by day one, you know? Mentorship requires a certain level of commitment, relationship, building, nurturing. If you want to really be able to take the data. Okay? And last point, the fact that you also must be an hotspot. It's also very important for you to be, be the fragrance of God among people that are perishing around you. Be, be, be the sweet smell of God. Let people look at you and be like, oh, this person is behaving like Christ. I love God because I see this person. And as I, you deploy also, you also become what? And not sports. Chapter 6, Data of Faith. Data of Faith is ensuring that, you know, something that is being done with faith is recognizable by the operating system of faith. This simply means the fact that for an OSI to work, you know, in computer times, you know, things work in bits or bytes. We have zeros and ones, communicating patterns, communicating tools. So the data of it is also similar. Faith, the operating system of faith has things that it has, it has data that it can work. It has data that it understands. This is going to be the, one of the, probably one of the shortest chapters in this book because we just want to talk about the credibility of the kind of information that you're trying to run on your faith. So, for in Isaiah 2, 3, many people shall say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the Lord Jacob. He said, He will teach us His way, we will walk in His path. He said, For out of Zion shall go forth the Lord and the word of God. So, it's, it's, the pastor says, For out of Zion shall go forth the law. In other words, out of Zion coming for law, credibility, validity. And we've discussed in pressure that our faith cannot be used in an in, in outside the atmosphere of grace, but it's also important for us to understand that faith has some data it can work with. So when the OSI of faith sees something that is not credible, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't produce our results. That that might be gotten in another way, maybe my works. Okay? And one thing that God is always trying to, or scriptures, or Jesus, or Holy Spirit is always trying to get us to to get credible data. So realize that Job was going through a lot of issues, you know, things were happening around Job, you know, Job was experiencing a lot of things. And he said in Job 42, 1 to 5, he said, Lord has answered and said, Now that thou canst do everything, thou that orders thee, who is it that hideth cancer from? He said, Therefore have I understood that I, I thought that I understood not the things that I wanted. So Job was at the point where he feels like he knew a lot. 
if the first feel like oh I, I know a lot I can I can get all the results I want to get but what happened is the fact that as you begin to realize the fact that I don't know what I don't have the credible thing to get the result that I want to get so you need to ensure because what God wanted you to do is to see that right that right data that you need to kick in so because our minds get corrupted so sometimes so you have to ensure that you know and we've spoken about ensuring that your OSI does not get corrupted also data you have to ensure that you keep the data you know pure you no know, Paul said that you should not be corrupted by the simplicity that is in Christ 2 Corinthians 11 3 so as, as believers you have to ensure that credibility when we talk about credibility the fact that something that is credible that aligns with God's word is very important so as a wrap this up, you know, let's just look at the form of data. So we have established that, you know, it's important for us to understand that, you know, what are the forms of data? So we look at it. Uh, uh because data needs to be in a form, you know, that can be uh, spoken about the zeros and ones in our normal computers or in our phones. So it's important for us to understand the fact that what are the form of data? Your data must be spirit. Or let me say spiritual. He said, we having the same spirit of faith, we believe and therefore we speak according to what's written. That is, that's why it's called the spirit of faith. So, for the OSI to be able to operate in faith, it must be seeing your request as a spiritual request. It must be seeing your spirit. Because said the letter keys, but it's the spirit that what? That gives life. So, and often this is why we see that some of the actions that people take by faith, they are not always prepared by human senses because they are still their spiritual thought. So sometimes the place of prayer, you're believing God for something, you are praying, a spiritual thought drops into your head. You act on it, faith picks it up. So you need to ensure you can separate between your sensual, you know, you know, because I mean I, I'm not trying to say you should suspend your senses. I've said that already, you know, in some of the chapters of this book. It is important for you to understand that the OSI of faith gets to action when it's been activated by an instructions that come from the spirit and when you look at all the you know heroes of faith in hebrews 11 you know, 7 to 38 you know you look at all of all these people every of these people at one point in time had to suspend their their natural senses in order for them to allow faith to step in they need they need to they need to say okay you know what this is what natural senses means but i need to i need to suspend this because i need to allow this higher level of thing that I'm believing God for to step in. Yeah. Noah prepared an ark. Abraham went to the city that he did not know anything, he didn't have any family. He, he stepped into the unknown. Some of them received their dead brain brought back to life. They, they, they did a lot of things, but at the particular point, they had to suspend their physical sense. So if you want to, so Faith understands the language of the spirit. So it needs to be spiritual in order for you to bring it to your OSI. So it's so your whole is your zeros and your ones that exist on your on, on computer on your mobile phone is spirit. And what exactly is spirit? Does spirit not spirit mean what? It just means the fact that for the letter killer, but it is the spirit that gives life. So you need to ensure that 
your request or what you are doing is not sensual because if it is sensual you get back into the flesh or you get back into works chapter 7 the physical layer the end of a thing is performance and the end of faith as well is performance everything that has been discussed throughout this book so far happens behind the screen but at the end of everything you want to see the display you want to see a physical manifestation so when you click an app Everything, irrespective of whatever it is happening, application, session, presentation, transport, network, data, they are all happening behind. All you want to see is the fact that I click an app and it uploads. You have looked at, you know, how faith can be used to launch several apps, the session of faith, the presentation of faith, how to now transport and you know, move our faith from one place to another, the kind of network that you need to establish in order for your faith to be able to work, the kind of language and operating system in terms of data that faith understands. I'll say the words of Wolfgang, a German poet, novelist, playwriter, and philosopher. He said, if a man writes a book, let him set down what he knows. I have enough guesses of my own. I didn't write this book out of guesses. I wrote this book out of personal convictions, things that I've personally experienced in my life. And my prayer is that for everyone that is coming across this book, that you find your faith journey fulfilling enough. And, and that everyone that is reading this piece or that is listening to this 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 book um um, um um audio audio book that you went through life that you that you go through life with your faith and you conquer that you have consistent victories and that you choose the pathways of faith every day you will be champions of faith and you will not go through life in your own ability but you will stay in that Christmas sphere and begin to put your faith into work final words faith is a journey the more we win, the more we are challenged. My prayer is that as you, as you listen to this audiobook, you will stand by faith. That, and that if faith is truly the currency of heaven, that you choose to be loaded by it and preserved it by our cost. I love you and keep winning. My appreciation in this book goes to the Almighty God for giving me an opportunity to be able to, you know, to be able to communicate and be able to pull down this book. My vision will go to everybody that has helped me in my journey and in my work of it. Thank you for teaching, demonstrating, and leading. Siku Abadurin. Okay, Wale, Shay. Oloke Dimiji. Toyosi Awoshoji. Okpadrin Olalua. To all my friends who have kept me on and sharing me in this direction, thank you, John. Olaji Deiru. Oni Bide Kele. Omotala Nifem. Michael Okuboyejo, Arogun Dade Samson, Tululokwarem, Abbas Akitoni, and to my siblings, Oluwa Tosin and Omotala Agudaru, thank you for always telling me to leave God. To the numerous people whose book, no, whose name I might not be able to mention right now, everybody that has one way or the other taught me and kept on telling me, keep believing God. Thank you. My prayer is that everybody that is listening to this audiobook, this will be a winning strategy for you. And that the highs of your understanding is enlightened to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Thank you. Lexlead. <laughs>